everybody. It's me, Auntie, and I hope you're doing well. We're getting closer and closer to the end of school time. And also, it looks like, you know, co the COVID-19, the pandemic is lifting, getting out more and more here in Ontario. I know a lot of places are opening, and it would be nice once we're all able to get together with family again. So let's keep our spirits up. Let's keep asking for these blessings because I know how much we've missed our family and friends. And I hope you guys have made just a little bit of plans for the summer just to enjoy the beautiful weather surrounding us, right? So today I am going to talk about the first recorded slave purchased in New France, which is now called Quebec. And his name was Oliver Lejeune. That was his slave name, right? And if you don't know what a slave name is, a slave name is what the master or slave owner, the name that they gave the slave, not what the slave was born with, the name the slave was born with, okay? So Oliver was a young boy from Madagascar, and they believed he was seven years old, can you believe being seven? And I know some of my listeners are around seven, eight years old. But can you imagine you're seven and eight and being sent to another family to work? Not go to school or play or enjoy, but to work for somebody? It's just crazy. And he was bought in Quebec, which was called New France, and he was sold to a British commander named David Kirk, or one of David Kirk's brothers is what he was sold to. Then afterwards, the boy sold um, was sold to Oliver Le Balif, a French clerk in in the pay of the English, right? So he was passed around a lot. And but the thing, one thing that was interesting about him, um, when Quebec was handed back to the French, um, he, the boy left the colony. No, Oliver Labouf left the colony and gave his slave to a Quebec resident called Guimel Collard. And it, when he was handed up there, he was educated in a, a school established by a priest um, and in 1632 the boy was said to the boy said to father Lejean, you say that my baptism I shall be like you I am black and you are white I must have my skin taken off to be like you nevertheless the, father, the priest baptized him in 1963 after uh, after the colony's head clerk, Oliver Ledriff, Oliver later adopted the name Lajon, the surname of Jesuit, the Jesuit priest. So he kept the first name Oliver, but every time he was passed around, his last name would get changed. And so he decided after, um, after he, you know, after dealing with the priest, uh, basically, he would take the priest's last name, right? Um, he died in 1654, 
and he, he they believe he was free by the time he passed away so he is so although it is often referred to as a black african from madagascar he may have been a portrayal of malaya ancestry which would have been quite common owing in the fact that Madagascar has been originally settled by diverse people in both South and East Asia, as well as Africa. So, again, that was the first slave, Oliver Lajon. Very interesting. So, I'm going to read another fable tale, African fable tale, from Beat the Story, Drum Pum Pum. And like I said, this book has so many beautiful African tales that I found really interesting. But this story, it truly, truly makes you think about how what we say and do and what grown-ups say and do and tell children can affect the way children think for the rest of their lives and who they pass it on to. So just take a listen and hey, like I always say, I love it when you guys send me emails and let me know what you think of the story. Okay, so here we go. Why Frog and Snake Never Played Together. Mama Frog had a son. Mama Snake also had a son. One morning, both children went out to play. Mama Snake called after her child. Watch out for big things with sharp claws and teeth that gnaw. Don't lose your way in the bush, baby. Be back to the burrow before dark. Klaasanaz, sang Snake as he went looping through the grass. Beware of the Klaasanaz. Mama Frog called after her son. Watch out for the things that peck or bite. Don't go into the bush alone, dear. Don't fight and get home before night. Peck or bite, sang Frog as he went hopping from stone to stone. Beware of the peck or bite. Snake was singing his Clausenaw's song and Frog was singing his peck or bites when they met along the way. They had never met before. Who are you? asked Frog. Are you a pickle bite? And he prepared to spring out of reach. Oh no, I'm Snake, called by my mama, Snake Son. I'm slick, lethal, and slithery. Who are you? Are you Clausenaw? And he got ready to move just in case. No, no, I'm Frog, called by my mama, Frog Child. I'm hip, quick, and hoppy. They stood and stared at each other. Then they sat, said together, You don't look anything like me. Their eyes brightened. They did not look alike. That's true. But some of their customs were alike. Both knew what to do when two say the same thing at the same time. They clasped each other, closed their eyes, and sang, Your wish a wish, I'll wish a wish too. May your wish and my wish both come true. Each made a wish, then let go. Just then, fly flew by right past Frog's eye. Flip! Out went his tongue as he flicked 
in the fly. A bug whizzed past Snake's nose. Flash! Snake flicked out his tongue and caught the bug. They looked in admiration at each other and smiled. The two new friends now knew something of what each other can do. They felt at ease with each other, like old friends. Let's play, said Frog. Hey, said Snake, that was my wish. Let's play in the bush. The bush? In the bush? cried Frog. That was my wish. If you go with me, it's all right. "'Cause Mama said I shouldn't go alone.' Frog and Snake raced to the bush and started playing games. "'Watch this,' said Frog. He crunched down and counted. "'One fly, two fly, three fly, floor.' He popped way up into the air, somersaulted, and came down. "'Whoop! Can you do that, Snake?' Snake bounded for the nearby mound to try the frog hop. He got to the top of the slope, stood on the tip of his tail, and tossed himself into the air. Down he came. Flop! A tangle of coils. He laughed and tried again. Sometimes Snake and Frog jumped together and bumped in midair. No matter how hard they hit, it didn't hurt. They had fun. Then Snake said, Watch this. He stretched out at the top of the mound and counted. One a bug, two a bug, three a bug, four. Then swoosh, he slithered down the slope on his stomach. Try that, Frog. It's called the snake slither. Frog lay on his stomach and slipped down the hill. His arms and legs flailed about as he slithered. He turned over at the bottom of the slope and rolled up in a lump. Frog and Snake slithered down together, entangled as they went. Their calls and laughter could be heard all over the bush. One game led to another. They were having such a good time that the day passed swiftly. By late afternoon, there was not two better friends in all the bush. The sun was going down when Snake remembered his promise to his mother. I promise to be home before dark, he said. Me too, said Frog. Goodbye. They hugged. Snake was so happy that he'd found a real friend that he forgot himself and squeezed Frog very tightly. It felt good. Very, very good. Oh, easy, said Frog. Not too tight. Oh, sorry said Snake, loosening his hug hold. My, but you sure feel good. Good enough to eat. At that, they burst out laughing and hugged again, lightly this time. I like you, said Frog. Bye, Snake. Bye, Frog. You're my best friend. Let's play again tomorrow, they said together. Aha! They clasped and sang once again. You wish a wish, I'll wish a wish too. May your wish and my wish both come true. Off they went, hopping and frog slithering all the way home. When frog reached home, he knocked his knock and Mama Frog unlocked the rock door.
She was startled to see her child come slithering in across the floor. Now what is this, eh? she said. Look at you, all covered with grass and dirt. It doesn't hurt, said Frog. I had fun. Fun? Now what is this, eh? I can tell you haven't been playing in ponds or bogs with the good frogs. Where have you been all day? You look as if you've been come out of the bush. But I didn't go alone, ma. I went with a good boy. He's my best friend. Best friend? Now what is this, eh? said Mama Frog. What good boy would could that be playing in the bush? Look at the trick that he taught me, ma, said Frog Child. He flopped on his stomach and wriggled across the floor, bungling up Mama Frog's neatly stitched lily pad rug. That's no trick for a frog. Get up from there, child, cried Mama Frog. Now what is this, eh? Look how you've balled up my rug. Just you tell me who was this playmate. His name is Snake Son, Mama. Snake Son? Did you say Snake Son? Yes, what's the matter, Mama? Mama Frog trembled and turned a pale green. She sat down to keep from fainting. When she had recovered herself, she said, Listen, frog child, listen carefully to what I have to say to you. She pulled her son close. Snake come from the snake family. They are bad people. Keep away from them. You hear me, child? Bad people? asked frog. Bad to bad, said Mama Frog. Snakes are sneaks. They hide poison in their tongues and they crush you in their coils. Frog Child gulped. You be sure to hop out of snake's reach if you ever you meet again and stop this slithering foolishness. Slithering's not for frogs. Mama Frog set the table muttering to herself, playing with snake. Now what is this, eh? She rolled a steaming ball of gleaming cornmeal onto Frog Child's plate. Sit down and eat your fungi, child, said Mama Frog. And remember, I'm not fattening frogs for snakes, eh? Snake, too, reached home. He rustled the braided twig hatch cover to his home. His mother knew his rustle and undid the vine latch. Snake toppled in. Hungry, ma, he said, hopping all about. Eh, eh, do go good bless you. What a sight you are, said Mama Snake. Just look at you and listen to your panting and wheezing. Where have you been all day? In the bush, Mama, with my new friend. We played games. See what he taught me? Snake said, jumped up on top the table and leaped on into the air. He came down on a stool, knocking it all over, entangling himself in its legs. Eh, eh, do good bless you. What dangerous game that is, said Mama Snake. Keep it up and see if you don't break every bone in your back. What new friend taught you that? She bent over and untangled her son from the stool. My frog friend taught me that. 
He's, his name is Frog Child. It's the Frog Hot Mama. Try it. It's fun. Frog Child? Mama Snake's jaw hung open, showing her fangs. Did you say Frog Child? Yes, said Snake Son. He's my best friend. You mean you played all day with a frog and you came home hungry? He was hungry too, Mama. After playing the snake slither game that I taught him? Eh eh. Well, do good bless you. Come, curl up here, son, and listen carefully to what I have to tell you. Snake son curled up on the stool. Don't you know, son, that this is a custom of our house to eat frogs? Frogs are delicious people. Snake son's small eyes widened open. Ah, for true, said Mama Snake. Eating frogs is the custom of our house, a tradition in our family. Hopping isn't so cut it out. You hear me? Oh, Mama, cried Snake Son. I can't eat frogs. Frog's a friend. Frog a friend? Do good bless you, said Mama Snake. That's not natural. Now you listen to me, baby. The next time you play with frog, jump, roll, and romp all you like. But when you are hungry, his game is up. Catch him and eat him. The next morning, Snake Sun was up early. He pushed off his dry leaf cover and stretched himself. He remembered his mother's words and the delicious feel of his frog friend when they had hugged. He was ready to go. Mama Snake fixed her son a light breakfast of spiced insects and goldfinch eggs. Snake Sun was soon on his way. Now don't you forget my instructions about frogs. Do good bless you, Mama Snake called out after him. And don't let me have to tell you again to watch for big things with sharp claws and teeth that gnaw. Claws and gnaw, sang sang Snake Sun. Claws and gnaw. He reached the bush and waited for his friend. He looked forward to fun with frog. And he looked forward to finishing the fun with a feast of his fine frog friend. He lolled about in the sun, laughing and singing, You wish a wish, I wish a wish too. Can your wish and my wish both come true? The sun rose higher and higher, but frog did not appear. What's taking Frog Child so long, said Snake Son. Perhaps too much slithering was giving him a bellyache. I'll go and look for him. Snake found Frog's rock home by the pond. He rolled up a stone in, the t- in, a, in his tail and knocked on the rock door. Anybody home? Just me, answered Frog Child. May I come in? Ah, it's you, Snake Son. Sorry, my mama's out, and she said not to open the door to anyone. Come on out then, and let's play, said Snake Son. I waited all morning for you in the bush. I can't, said Frog. Not now, anyways. Oh, that's too bad, said Snake. My mother taught me a new game. I love to teach it to you. I'll bet you would, said Frog. 
You don't know what you're missing, said Snake. But I do know what you're missing, said Frog. And he burst out laughing. Aha, said Snake. I see that your mother has given you instructions. My mother has given me instructions too, Snake sighed. There was nothing more to say or do, so he slithered away. Frog and Snake never forgot that day when they played together as friends. Neither ever again had that much fun with anybody. Today you will see them, quiet and alone in the sun, still as stone. They are deep in thought, remembering that day of games in the bush, and both of them wander. What if we had just kept on playing together and no one had ever said anything? But from that day to this, Frog and Snake have never played together again. You wish a wish, I'll wish a wish too. May your wish and my wish both come true. I think that was a great story. And it's a teaching story too. Kind of like racism. It's not, it's not somebody grows up, is born to be racist. It's what they're taught, what they're told. And that's one thing that people need to learn is not to teach young minds to be against other races or to harass people because they're different. The children are teaching us something to accept one another for who they are, not for what they look like or the color of their skin or the way they do their hair or even the language we speak. I remember one time my little son, a new student came into his classroom and he spoke Spanish. My son came home all excited and he said to me, he goes, mom, mom, I made a new friend. I said, yeah. He says, yeah. And he speaks Spanish. And I said, well, that's really nice. He says, yeah. And I spoke a little Spanish to him. And I said, really? Well, what did you say to him? He said, I said, hola. And I said, well, that's great. And he says, yeah. I even asked him to be my friend in Spanish. And I said, well, how did you say that? And he says, do you want to be my friend, amigo? And that just made me laugh because such innocence that to him, it was, okay, I knew a few words in Spanish and I want to be your friend. And he didn't care that the young boy could barely speak English. And he, he didn't care that the communication was going to be a little bit difficult. And to this day, as a grown man now, he and his friend are still friends. And we, as parents, never told them that they were different. Just something to think about. So that's it for me today. I hope that you all are doing well. I am proud to be Black because Black looks good on me. And it looks good on you guys, too. Talk to you next week. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.